to The Walrus and the Carpenter. My name is Jason Allegood. I'm the teaching pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Peoria, Illinois. And with me, as always, is Gary Gear, pastor of Calvary Baptist Bible Church, also in Peoria. Gary, what's going on, man? I've got my Iron Giant t-shirt on. I so see that. Sp- so spring has begun. Yeah, is that the official marker of spring for you? Well, kind of. Anything short sleeve I can wear without something over it. And this was the very top t-shirt in my... In my uh, in my drawer today. So yeah, I've I, seen your house. You've got a big walk-in closet with lots of shoes, <laughs> lots of uh, t-shirts. The um, uh, the uh, the uh, Imelda Marcos. That's right. Um, brand of closet. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, lots of. What were you doing of... in my closet? And, and <laughs> when did you come out of it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not sure how to where to go from there, but um, talk to James K. Smith. Anyway, oh, but wow. go ahead. We're already we're already dipping into the. <laughs> Twitter yeah, of the anyway. day. Um, yeah, no, uh, spring has sprung for sure. We're thankful. At least, and, oh, it might be what they call fool's spring around here, though, Gary. Yeah. You know, we might get another snow uh, before too long, but uh, it is. Uh, so I, I did want to just briefly, you know, Iron Giant uh, made me think of my friend uh, Josh Smith, who is, um, he has written uh, his dissertation and then a book on robot rights. I think it'd be really neat to have him on sometime. Robot rights. Yeah, robot rights. It's it it's as it's as crazy as you, as it sounds. So huh. So we'll have to we'll have to tap him. For, and where did he write? And who did he write the dissertation? For, to? For Midwestern. For Midwestern. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So it's a Sistio. So Southern paper. Baptists all over the world are proud of this. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, he's having a he had a really hard time finding somebody to publish him. <laughs> but there, you would be surprised at how many. Uh, books and articles and people that are out there talking about AI and well, yeah, um, and as, as especially and, and the ethics of it, the well, ethics, the, of the it. ethics. Yeah. And I, I bring this up not in any sense to be tawdry, but it keeps popping up on uh, the various news reports. Is not only robots themselves as far as functional, but the idea of robots as replacement for romantic partners. Well, that's that's part part. Of, we we called him Sex Robot Guy. Yes. that was our name okay. for him. <laughs> I, I I prefer to be a bit more um, yeah. um, delicate with that, yeah. Jason, which is an odd change for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially in places like Japan and others, where yeah. that's become far he's, more of a thing to replace uh, the relationship. He's, he's he has studied it all, so it'd be good to have him on. Now, how yes. do we segue from that? <laughs> wow, I don't know if it's even possible. Into, so we'll just have to. Well, here I've got it. We'll have to shoot with Mr. Apropos I, of nothing. I, I've got it. I've got it. Um, clearly, when we're talking about robotics to the level that you're implying and I just just Dude, bluntly said yeah um, we know that this country and world needs revival okay <laughs> wow Gary Gary went straight for the lollipop I, I did reaction it's like wow <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do the whole Kojak thing for those who are old enough that's right who loves you baby yeah, little um, Telly Savalas baby um Yes, I thought today we would talk about revival. I was I, I kind of thought about this because this week uh, over at Peoria Christian, they're they're having um, they're having uh, it's not renewal week. I forget what it's called. Spiritual revo- spiritual renewal or no uh, life change week. Okay, life change gotcha. week, which they've had ever since I've been here, and I've been and and having grown up in the South, having grown up uh, in some, in fact, in conservative Christianity, one form or another, right. whereas Christian Mary Alliance or. Right. 
um, Southern Baptist or or fundamentalism, the yeah. the uh, concept of revival is something that's pretty much rooted in American culture. I think mm-hmm. you see it in other cultures, mm-hmm. but I I wonder to what degree it is almost unique in American culture in the way that it's dealt with today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought we would could address revival uh, biblically, culturally, um, define it, maybe start off with a definition. Um, and I will, I will, I will say this right off the bat. I, I do not believe that revival, in and of itself, is a concept that you can find scripture. I was going to ask you that. That's no. my first question for you. No. So, yeah. so any definition that I have has to be observational, right? Um, it, it has to be based upon, you know, the blind man with the elephant. If I'm, if I may use that that analogy there. Sure. And I would basically say that revival is a desired temporary state within the local church in which um in 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 which Christians and in, in which first of all there there is a, a large amount of people coming to Christ, although that's one aspect of revival, it doesn't always exist. Mm-hmm. But I think more so it focuses on believers who find themselves repentant and more, if I may use the term, are more energized and committed to their sanctification than they normally are. Yeah, yeah. But this is a temporary, yeah, state of time. If I may, it's just it's just for a period. Yeah, yeah. I think that's super helpful, and I I, I say this not in jest, but I I hope that you just took that down or rewind it and write it down because it was very good, and and really spot on. I think to defining that. Um, a few years ago, uh, the guys from Doctrine and Devotion, uh, Joe Thorne and uh, Jimmy Fowler, they did a their I think it might have even been their very first, maybe it was a second conference. Second conference I think was on. Revival, and um, so that's very close to to how they would have described that. It, it does seem to have this like re-energized uh, perspective on sanctification or holiness, not holiness in the sense of the holiness movement, but um, this this re-energizing of commitment. You know, so when I was growing up, you know, you talk about recommitting your life or something along those lines at, at revivals. And um, but yeah, I, I don't think that it's um, outside of a concept that would be at least um, where where there, there is a special movement of the Lord in some circumstance and, yep. and, and something Holy Spirit based. Holy yeah. Spirit based. And, and and of course, there's all kinds of caveats we can right. have here. We're not talking charismatic movement type. Uh, you know, uh, uh, events or things like that, but but it does seem like there are these periods of time where the where the Lord, based on His providence and His um, sovereignty, seems to move in a special way for and I like what you said a, a certain amount of time, but in a particular way, in in a way that holiness becomes the focus, or you know, sanctifying. Uh, uh, moves or repentance, you said as well, which is really helpful. So let let's talk a little bit about um, the historical aspect of that. When you you bring up, you know, we're maybe focusing a little bit more on America here or the United States. Um, what would be kind of the most famous oh, well, revival? You you've got the two Great Awakenings, right? The first and second Great Awakening, mm-hmm. which I, I think are the ones that really stick in my head. And those, right. while they had central speakers in it. And I, I I do want to make the distinction between those types of revivals as opposed to someone like Billy Sunday or D.L. Moody uh-huh. or even Spurgeon traveling, because I don't know if I'd count those so much as revivals. Right. 
or even Whitfield would probably be a better example. Sure, sure. Um, where you have a lot of spectators, but you don't mm-hmm. necessarily see change. Sure. Or it is, in, in all those cases, it's based upon one person and their skill or the spirit accompanying them, if I put it that way. Right. In the case of the First and Second Great Awakening, while you did have some central figures like Edwards or, I mean, even Finney, I think, was, was part of the, the second one, it was far more spread to all sorts of people. Right. In all sorts of environments. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're kind of uh, dipping into some of the things that I was thinking as we we're uh, going to approach this topic today, which is um, the idea of what really, um, or, or maybe you think, what's the spectrum of revival? You know, you kind of mentioned the Billy Sunday kind of a thing. And so uh, you said earlier, growing up in the South. Well, revival was something that, in my context, was planned. Yes, you yes. Know? <laughs> and, and you had revival meetings, right? Yeah, once or twice a year. In fact, I have friends who still do revival right, meetings. Right, right, right. And and uh, where where I think the way we're defining it, we're saying um, it's not something that can be planned per se. It's something that would be a move of God in a particular in a particular way. So. You see, this is where maybe I would start to disagree with you okay. here a, a a a little bit because, and that's fine. You, <laughs> you're not going to get out the rubber hose this time yeah. and work me over. <laughs> get the phone book out. No, I like it. it. I like it when we disagree. Oh. We're always agreeing. You know, it just sounds like an. You know, um, we've been accused of being an echo chamber. Here, the so. the the idea of revival to me, I I would I would say this, that the 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 desire for a sudden and I, I won't a, a sudden semi miraculous working of the Holy Spirit. I think is very unhelpful, and for a long time, I was I was very critical inward of that. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I I think what what we should be hungry for as believers is we should be hungry for times of refreshment, yes. and rest. If I may yeah. put it that way, yeah. Rather than saying I want God to make it easier for me to obey, right? The flip side of that should be. I need to rest. I need to be refreshed. Right. And when we look at concentrated times of prayer or in the Word that is shared among believers, mm-hmm. that I see as reviving. And the Holy. And this is where I would say that this can be scheduled, because if you've got a bunch of believers, and I, I go to James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, and you get a whole load of believers sure. yeah. sitting there praying together around the same thing just to pray. Right. God says the spirit's going to is going to respond in some fashion. So mm. I I I do think that you can always part of it this way in except for God's providence working contrary. I think you can always schedule times of refreshment for the church. What you sure. cannot schedule and this is what we're talking about with revival a lot of times is we cannot schedule um Times of almost, uh, or times of epiphany, may, may I put it that way? Sure, yeah. And I think I agree with you then, at, at, when you put it that way, that the, uh, the, uh, m- we cannot schedule the movement of the Spirit, we can schedule a desire for that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and I, I think that's important to note, and, and the idea that... Um, has someone been around their cat? Man, I've, I've, I've got like... Yeah, I noticed, man, I'm your eyes are like, like super a, yeah, like red. super red. He has a cat. I have a cat. So. You shouldn't have hugged me when I came in the door, Jonah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love you so much. Oh, man. I'm very uncomfortable now. Do you um, need eye drops or something? No, no. Okay. No. I'll, I'll just... Watch the time. We can maybe go back and edit this. It's fine. I, I'll just... I'll, I, will, I will just think through the, 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 the tears. Yeah. Tip, tip it back on your eyes. So. Um, 
but the the sense of the church looking for refreshment, and I, I mm-hmm. think that this ties back to the point: why does the church want revival? Mm-hmm. I mean, to you, like when you ask when I ask the question, yeah, why why yeah. Are we, and and and, yeah. and we've sung songs about it, you sure. know, and revive us sure. again. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Right, right. May right. each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Right, right, right. Um, I think that what comes to mind anyway for me is that there is a desire for maybe a mountaintop experience okay. that somebody has experienced in the past in something like that, or maybe they've heard of that and they, they desire to, 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 to experience it. Um, now that may be subjective, like a subjective reason uh, for for that. Uh, objectively, um, I, I would say for that, not 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 so much as a reset button, but a renewal, as it were, uh, of of um, spiritual fervor. Maybe is a way to say it. A, a desire for that. Yeah, I I would I would agree with with that for the most part. I think when the church, and I, I think in my life, even when I've, if, if I put it down to, to brass tacks, I think people many times desire revival because they want to feel that God is real. Yes, that's a good point. They, 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 they want some sense of, of sipping from the presence of the Almighty mm-hmm. and to partake of that and to be encouraged by experience. But a lot of this, what this ties down to is the way we look at sanctification, Right. Um, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a word at you there, and I want you to run with this one, baby. Keswick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a, a great um, uh, turn. You know, it, it is a great uh, sort of um, angle in this whole conversation because you know Keswick or Keswickian theology, if you will, uh, is the let go and let God movement, right? And um, the uh, and, and interestingly has some ties to to Moody even uh, uh, back in the day. I'm not, I can't remember. A lot of the old Bible was, conference guys did right. Yeah, I don't know if it was Moody like DL or Moody like the the organization that had close ties. I mean, I know the I latter. I want to say more sure. of the organizations. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Keswick there, there, post dates that post, like twenty yeah, thirty yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, there there is this uh, you know camp meeting type uh, or Bible meeting type. Um, event. Um, what were your thoughts on on Keswick? Well, the idea. Now, for for those who don't know in our audience, there's different types of ways of looking at sanctification, and what Keswick would say is that you would have a time of very intense preaching or being in the Word or a combination of both that's very focused over a period of time, and then it's almost like you make a quantum jump in your spiritual growth. Oh, yes. I see where you're going. Where, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where you jump a right. few right. spaces. Right, right, yes. And that actually kind of ties in. When I was raised up in Christian Missionary Alliance, we were taught that sanctification was the secular work of the Spirit after you became a believer. First, you were justified. Right. And then later on, I remember going forward as a young teenager to be sanctified after mm-hmm. I'd gotten saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, well, now I've been sanctified. Right, right. And someone asked the me, evidence that? of that's very um, slim, right? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
my sanctification. I'm kidding with the you know with the, like, with the red, well, like getting getting sanctified. Like, boom, I'm I'm sanctified. <laughs> yeah, and if you look to me as a teenager, I would have very little evidence to me that that ever took. I'm um, totally kidding, of course, but oh, it just it's I'm a, not. It's a, I meant now. I meant now. But yeah. it is interesting thought to say I went forward to get sanctified mm-hmm. as if there was a sort of end. A goal of of reception there, which in, which, in which ties way. in with the altar call, yeah, yeah. or the subsequent e- e- experience. Uh, I don't. Well, think in, he... in the equivalent of that in the in the uh, IFB world is the throw and the stick in the fire at camp, right? Like I'm rededicating my life now, sort of a right. But the throw and the stick in the fire thing is not just an IFB thing because I didn't grow up IFB, right, right, right. And we did that all all of the time. In yeah. fact, it is kind of funny. I know you and I look at our experience. Uh, growing up, IFB and all that, but I find so many of the same things in just yes, regular evangelicalism. Sure. And I think that tie it actually ties back to a revivalistic type mentality. Yes. Both of them have have their roots in that right. to some extent. Right, right, yes, because you you know the, the you know you hear about Billy Sunday growing up in the IFB. I don't know if you did in the oh, C- yeah. in the CMA or not, but um, you know that he was Presbyterian. Everyone loved him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was a firebrand. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, but um, uh, yeah. L- let me ask a question that maybe it-, it ties into this question of the United States version of is is revival necessary? Revival, the way it's been culturally defined, isn't. In fact, I think we we and we make the mistake of looking at parts in the scripture for instance Nehemiah there's revival in Nehemiah but no one ever reads to the end of Nehemiah where he comes back and things are just in the crapper right right I mean they're they're just in a terrible state almost not right. not not, right. not quite worse when he left but yeah. they're still pretty bad yeah you could say the same thing maybe about Jonah and Nahum yes. right yeah like yeah, hey, here's happened. this great thing but yeah and what yeah. happens one generation later right right yeah um which is true Here's a great parallel with the Second Great Awakening. Yes, yes. Because the Second Great Awakening was essentially people who thought that they were born again who were realizing they were not. Right. Um, because they had, you know, lived off of their parents, you know, faith right. coattails, as it were. So, and, and almost when we look at those types of revivals, I am more on board where you see people, you see a mass, like I, th- I think of the Welsh coal mine Revivals. God has no grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yes. And you see evidences of that. And to me, that that's awesome. Of course, realizing there's a sheep and goats paradigm. They're also not. Not everyone who proclaims Christ right. is is Christ and all that. Right. But with with American, and this comes to sanctification itself. I'll ask you this. As I'll ask a question and to to kind of fill in the answer for my question. When, when you look at how sanctification works in the mm-hmm. believer's everyday life, how would you explain to someone in three sentences or less, or a hundred words or less, mm-hmm. how sanctification actually works? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we are seeking through God's Word and the Spirit, and based upon God's promise— to be more conformed to the image of Christ day after day. So it is a it is a putting off and a putting on. Okay. Putting off the old, putting on the new. Um, not perfection, but direction is a way we talk about it sometimes. Um, but uh, and importantly, it is not 
a grounding of our justification. It is yes. the fruit from our justification. So we're not looking to earn favor with God or anything like that. Uh, so growth and holiness is rooted in our justification. Mm-hmm. And, and we might even say, from a human perspective, it can be a proof of our justification. We have to be careful about that, though, because of different ways of people growing. People grow at different rates mm-hmm. and, and, and these kinds of things. But um, but it's not it's not the root itself. So no, I would I would agree. I almost I the way I try to explain it sometimes is almost like a spiral, uh, an upward spiral. And mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. you know Paige and Grant Osborne if he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. but the but the idea that that you that you grow to know God and then once you know things about God, then you do things. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at Hebrews five there. Then then you actually mm-hmm. do things mm-hmm. in light of what you know. And then God gives you more love and more understanding than you use that, and you do more. And yeah. it's it's it is a Peter constant. says, "Add to this, add right, to this, right, add right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah." And First Peter one, yeah. And and there's this constant churn. Mm-hmm. It's great uh, of yeah. of moving upward, right? But but what's the problem with that? Especially, I'm mean, not not just American culture, but any culture. What's the problem of describing Christian growth that way? It, it can come off very pietistic or. Um, perfectionistic, is that what you're... Or boring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. or tedious. Yeah, sure. Or... Gotcha. Not I'm, very experiential. Or, yes, yeah, I, am, sure. I am not. Now, I do believe, and I yeah. truly do believe that there are times when God gives experiential moments. I honestly yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I think they happen in spite of and not because. That, right. that if, if, if we chase that, it almost becomes Zen, that if, if we're chasing those experiences... If they do come, I, I chances are they're going to be counterfeit or they're going right. to be self-imposed. Yeah. When when we're not chasing them, when we're chasing Christ for who He is, right, right, and the beauty of who He is, yeah. Then, you know, I think of Romans. You know, yeah. our, our spirit tells us He is our Father. Yeah. You know, there there's yeah. times, and the older I get, the more I experience that, and I've got to be careful not to chase them at the same time. Now, I love them when they come. God gives them to me the times when I need them, and they right. never come at the times where I expect them. Yeah. But it right. happens. Kind of like an allergy attack. Never when you expect That's it. true. And I will say Jonah, in his graciousness, has thrown a sweater across the room, <laughs> and that is very kind of you. If you need my jacket to keep warm, or we can set a fire in that trash bin, too, uh, then, then we can do that. Um, um, no, I, Gary, I, I, I am thinking the things that you are going to say before you say them, because I know you and I know the kinds of things that you talk about. And I, I love it, man. You, you, you've, you've already said, you know, that, that God and Jesus are beautiful. And that's one of the things that I, I love that you say often. And um, there is this sense in, as you were talking that I thought some of this is a, 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 a reminder when we're talking about revival mm-hmm. of, of who God is, of what he has done, of his, uh, innate beauty that he is deserving of worship. I mean, when we're talking about growth and holiness. We're talking about obedience, and what right. is obedience if not worship? And because right. God deserves right. worship from us, right. it, it is it is delightful for us as well. We 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 derive benefits in the sense of joy from obedience and growth and holiness, but ultimately, it's about worshiping God. Yes, yes, I very much, I, I, I very much ag- agree with that. Now this ties on to a slightly different point, and I think about this with revivals. Um, 
altar calls mm-hmm. or people standing up, you know, acknowledging right. something. Yeah. What's some of the dynamic that ties in with that? And and how does that change the way we preach? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that I absolutely hated as a kid uh-huh. uh, in growing up in the in the fundamentalist movement uh, about revivals was, you know, we're going to sing the 38th verse of Just As I Am. And, and basically what the preacher was wanting was everybody to come up. And I remember in my heart, like stubbornly, I don't care if God's moving in my heart or not, I am not moving because I don't want to give you the satisfaction. Now, why why did he want all those people up there? So he could tell, tell people the whole congregation came forward that night and now, you know, made decisions. Or... I, I would believe that, that that is one reason why. But in all fairness, it's, is it always the reason? Mm. I have particular things in mind, so no, right. I'm not saying that about every person right. who ever. I'm just saying my experience is that right. I hated it you know, because I, it felt I, like I, pressure. I, I agree with you, and yeah, and in fact, when I was just an assistant pastor for one guy, this is twenty some odd years ago, he preached a very horrible message, and then he just cranked it up for the altar call, and and I was, I mean, the assistant pastor was only the one of the only people who didn't come forward. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there, and he kept looking at me, it's like, nope, dude, I I, I just can't. Right. No, Jesus ain't right. working here. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. This is very Im- and manipulative. And yes. Yeah. I I think of, and I think a lot of people mean very well. Right. When they do that, but 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 here's the point, and something else that we forget about revival. When we look at revival, and how do I put this? When we look at revival, we should be measuring it by a growth in personal holiness, which we are very unequipped to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas we 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 measure it almost exclusively by how many people come forward. Right. And that's not helpful for right. anyone because right. sanctification takes place throughout the week. Which is, a you know, that leads to a question of should revivals ever be measured? Um, is, there, is, there, is there a way to successfully revive <laughs> to, to, you know, put on a successful revival campaign or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know that we should be measuring those kinds of things. Or guaranteeing them. And I'm not saying yeah. this to, to be a jerk, mm. but Life Action put out some ads, I want to say 10 years ago, like right. gar- guaranteeing movements of God's right. work. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, guys, yeah. what in the world are you saying? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. That, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised the life action mug above your head didn't fall on your fall on you when it, you said that. It's probably embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I, I and I'm not trying to pick on life no, action, I know. but I'm, I'm, I'm talking yeah, about anything, yeah. whether it's a parachurch organization or an evangelist or a speaker mm-hmm. who 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 says that that my goal ultimately is is to justify the money you're paying me right. through a temporary response right. that 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 even though that 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 goes against the definition of revival itself in right. the broadest way yeah yeah and that 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 would be another sort of angle to take or talk about or ask about is it, it, there's there's no office of revivalist in in the in the New Testament, well, they would call evangelists, though, and and so that's my that's my next question is if they say evangelist, um, in what sense does that fit the New Testament uh, call on an evangelist? Um, not because they're not proclaiming the gospel, perhaps in a in, in a meeting, um, but but generally, you know, the the majority of your crowd is are is a believing crowd, right? right. So, um, and people tend to bring friends to those kind of things for 
you know, hey, come and hear the speaker this week or whatever, but um, get some sawdust in your shoes. But, um, you know, uh, I, that, that's just to me, there's there is almost a um, sort of um, it, it, it's made out to be this special kind of office in, yes. in the New Testament in those kinds of circles. So well, I mean, just, just another in, point. Well, I mean, remember, 60s, 70s, 80s, you had yeah. evangelist majors. Right. At right. most of our, our yeah. colleges. Now, God yeah. has used evangelists over the years. Amen. Yeah. God has brought people to him, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't have evangelists in for several reasons. One of them being is if they're traveling almost the whole year, they're not really part of a local church. Exactly. And, yep. they're, and, and they cannot be growing in right. Christ the way right. they should be. Paging Robbie Zacharias. They, they, well, right. yeah, and he's probably the most egregious example. Yeah. But I, yeah. I can think of guys, even acquaintances, who they've said, hey, can I come? And it's like, yeah. no, I'm sorry, you're not really part of a local church. Well, this church I'm responsible to. Right, right. Dude, and you're praying the same message. You're, right. you're preaching the same message. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. No, that's that's fine. No, it's it's helpful. Um, so, um, bottom line, uh, if a church doesn't, you know, schedule a revival, uh, nor a church doesn't necessarily go through a revivalistic experience, are they doing something wrong? No, but I think it would do a church well to schedule times of refreshment. Mm-hmm. To 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 schedule times of just focusing on one thing every so often. I mean, you can do that yeah. with a, a conference. You can do that sure. with um, a a a retreat. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of ways to, yeah. to to do that. Yeah, yeah. So again, sort of readjusting our minds, recentering our thoughts upon right. who God is, why He's deserving of glory. Certainly, gospel mm-hmm. is a part of that when we're talking about you know unbelievers mm-hmm. being in the midst. Uh, but but ultimately, we're talking about worship mm-hmm. uh, of God and, and sort of re re centering our our thoughts right. on Him. Yeah, is that yeah fair? No, I mean just yeah. But believers together for just we're an exclusive point of time, realizing this is temporary to equip me when I go back into the world again. Oh, that's good. That's helpful. Well, thanks for tuning in today, and uh, we hope that this has been um, helpful and uh, would ask you to reach out uh, on our uh, website, walkarpradio.wordpress.com, uh, especially on this episode, and leave any comments that you might there or questions. Uh, you can also uh, reach us at facebook.com slash radio or on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio, and you can uh, ask us to... Um, uh, you know, talk about a certain topic or just let us know what you've enjoyed about the show. Um, until next time, we'll see you then. God bless.